Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prepare for Impact podcast. I am your host, Connor Bland, and this week we have a special guest, Hannah, who is one of our short-termers getting ready to head out to Spain. And this week we're, we're talking with her. This is our uh, week two in the, uh, in the series, so we're doing stories from uh, the field. And uh, Hannah also grew up overseas, and so we wanted to kind of have some conversations with her. So we hope that you guys will stay tuned and join us. Alrighty, I am joined today by Lydia and Hannah, and uh, Jeff is overseas himself, actually in Spain. And so kind of an interesting uh plot twist here is we're we're uh talking with hannah today and i know jeff's going to be super disappointed he he wasn't able to be here when uh when hannah joined us but hannah hello hello how are you today doing well that's good so we um as myself as the short-term coordinator i've gotten to know you uh, a little bit over the last several months i think you've actually been in contact with us for like a couple years but mm-hmm. like yeah like what uh First off, why don't you give a little background, maybe in your own words, like how you yeah. would describe your life? Um, I grew up, my whole life I grew up in Southeast Asia. I was the youngest out of five siblings, and my parents just up and left actually here, Colorado, and they went, and I was in my mommy's belly. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know you were born there. That's yeah. really cool. Oh, so do you have a, well, you probably don't have a Singapore passport, or do you? I wish actually oh. I needed a I needed to have a Singaporean parent to be able to Oh, get okay. Gotcha. Do that or completely choose to just have a Singapore passport and not have be. Is there a naturalization process in Singapore? Uh, maybe. But probably. Yeah. Or or Malaysia? I mean, is there a cuz you lived there for how many years? 8. 8 years. Mm-hmm. Is is there a naturalization there either? There might be. Okay. I know that's quite a bit more of like a Western thing. Like it seems like Europe and, and, uh, the United States have a, have like some sort of like naturalization process Mm -hmm. if you live there for so long and whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, um, sometimes I joke that I could have been born on the airplane because my mom was really pregnant with me when she went to Singapore. But, um, yeah, it was a, it was a good time. I had a lot of memories there. I, some people kind of joke with me like, oh, you're half Asian or you're Asian. I was like, well, I'm white. I'm American, but, you know, Asian at heart. <laughs> TCK yeah. kind of deal. But, yeah. Yeah, so TCK, you were talking about, is a, so a third culture kid. Mm-hmm. Basically just somebody who grows up in another culture other than their passport country, mm-hmm. I think is the way that that, right. that goes. Yeah, so then uh, you've gotten to this point now where you've wanted to... Whether it's follow in your parents' footsteps, I don't, I don't know if it's like that for you, or if it's wanting to go out and try ministry on your own in, mm-hmm. in a short-term capacity. What kind of drew you into that? We'll kind of talk about this first before we we have mm-hmm. uh, a couple of stories from your oh, yeah. um, youths. <laughs> um, I always kind of recognize that I love to travel and I love to like just be there for people and serve people, mm-hmm. and. Um, there was one, I finally got to go on this one mission trip my, my last year of high school, and I was like, I love this. Like, yeah. I feel so at peace, and, like, I'm serving people, and, like, I can see it, and I can 
I was also taking tons of pictures and like documenting it all. And I was like, I love this. And so <laughs> it was just a, and I was by myself and it wasn't my family. It was me. So I kind of feel like I got a little taste of it. <laughs> and I was like, well, why don't I just try this out? <laughs> and so um, before actually someone from here, um, Joshua, yeah. he was talking about how like, oh yeah, we can like send you overseas. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I didn't think it would actually come to pass. Um, but then through the, my whole last year of high school, it started to work up and I'm like, like come together and just, it just came together really. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. God, I see. Let's do it. And, um, I don't know. I'm really excited to just serve and people have told me that like if you have any choice in what you're doing like serve somebody yeah that's what you thrive at and i was like yeah. oh okay yeah sounds good <laughs> um so yeah just trying to hear what um what god's telling me and like learning more about who i am and mm-hmm. whatnot um in this experience too yeah. yeah no it's it's uh it's very apparent over the last year that we've somewhat been in contact i guess it's more like the last six months but that uh that you're excited like i mean i think for myself, I think of as a, I did multiple short-term trips is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> that it's it's exciting as you like ramp up to it, especially your first one, you know, you mm-hmm. get to, and I think as well, even though you grew up overseas, it's very, I think, easy for a lot of people to say, well, well, you've done missions your whole life. And it's like, well, maybe you just mm-hmm. grew up in a mm-hmm. place where your parents were, right? And so this is really your first, maybe not your first, is it? Is it your first time doing like a intentional ministry thing like yourself outside of where i lived yeah well and then you came back for did you do did you do pep ever or was that your Mm -hmm. sister okay yeah so that's i mean that's ministry in a way and serving people right Mm -hmm. so but um yeah so i i think some uh, just a couple of questions that i have as a as a short-term minded person and for somebody who's listening who maybe is like how do i do that Mm -hmm. like how do how do you uh get started in short-term ministry what what were the two maybe big things that uh, that you would say to somebody who's considering doing a short-term trip? Definitely to know what their heart is in for it, or what their heart is for it. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. um, just, yeah, what they really want to get out of it, kind of. Not mm-hmm. just like, oh, I'm just going to go and like, mm-hmm. travel, because everybody wants to do that. Yeah. But I feel like also listening to God and what he has for you and like trying to be like trying to understand um, the paths and the doors that he's opening for you because mm-hmm. he can show you pretty clearly sometimes. Yeah. Um, and just close doors and open some. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I would just ask them more to, to ask them to think more deeply about what, what their reason is for yeah. doing it. And if they've ever done something ever like this before, maybe try it out a little bit um, or whatnot. But, yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's great advice. I think absolutely is a, um, I, I think the, the two big things that you mentioned, yeah, just being prayer and, and, uh, just asking God what it is that he has for you in a situation like that, I think is, is awesome. And I think it's, uh, an incredible opportunity as a young person right out of high school. I think a lot of people do a, uh, a, a gap year mm-hmm. or, they just want to try, you know, like for you, I think it's going to be about five, six months, you know, like that's, that might be heavy for some people. We still do call that short term here at OC. Uh, there, there's, um, 
there's a uh, a one year cutoff for the quote unquote short term when it comes to you know when we're in an office of career missionaries that mm-hmm. have been in the field for decades. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's cool. So then let's move now to some of the stories. So I asked you to just prepare a couple of stories from your time growing up in in uh, Southeast Asia, and um, yeah, why don't why don't you share uh, one of those with us? Yeah, I was trying to think of like. A classic one where I'm like, oh, this happened at that moment. But I couldn't think of anything. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Um, but there was this swim team uh, at my school. And um, we would we would always take a bus to go somewhere else to, like, an Olympic-size um, swimming pool. Okay. And so it was, like, really great. It was a perfect gig. Yeah. And a lot of people got into it. Um, and the swimming pool was actually outside as well. So, like, you okay. got the fresh air. It was, like, really nice. And my swim coach, she was, she was an American, so she was still getting used. Like, she had just come for this specific job. Okay. So she was still getting used to everything and whatnot. Um, so, yeah. And we would go, we would, every day after school, we would go to the, like, the vans. We would all, like, talk, you know, get in the vans, get ready um, to just go swimming. And there was this one day where we got to the vans and the... And the coaches were all like, we can't go swimming to that place anymore. And I'm like, what? What do they do? <laughs> and we were like, we're all really excited to go swimming. And we're like, what What happened? Why can't we just go swimming? And they're like, we're actually going to go to this place. And, we're, and the place that we were going to was our rivalry, rivalry school, um, oh, their no. pool. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why are we going there? Oh. And everyone was really confused. We're like, we're not doing a meet. Like, what's going to go on? What's going on? And we're trying to figure it out, and we're like a little bit mad at our coaches on the way there. It was a it was a pretty far drive too, and on the bus right there, the coaches finally were like, "Okay, fine, we'll tell you what happened." And somehow, some way, there was cows that were nearby, and one fell in. A cow just <laughs> fell in the pool, and we couldn't go swimming there forever. I was like, what? "No way!" And they're what? like, "Yeah, it happened." I'm like, "You have to show me the picture," and they're like. No, we don't have Did the pictures. Cows no one no, it didn't. Can cows it, swim? That's I what I was so. thinking too. I was like, they need a picture or like a video of this because this is like prime time for this yeah. video. I was like, it's gonna get viral and whatnot. And they're like, no, we didn't take a picture. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. But somehow a cow just fell in and he couldn't get out. So it was like three weeks we couldn't go swimming in that pool because they had to drain it. And put more clean water in because it was, clean, got all clean, dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Three was, weeks? The was, cow was in there? No. no the, oh. It took oh. three weeks to clean it. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. It took a what while is... to get the cow out, actually. Because oh, sure. It you have to, like, crane it <laughs> yeah. out? Oh, my god. They didn't break the pool at all, either. We, like, when we went back to the pool, where was the cow? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to see if we could see, like, oh, we couldn't <laughs> see anything. Yeah, we couldn't see anything. But... There was another time that we were doing some practice and the cows came and my coach, she was actually pregnant and she went at the cows. They're like, get away from my pool with the oh kickboard. And she's like, get away. And she scared <laughs> it away and we're all like, yeah. But that's a crazy story. That's classic. Wow. That's I, cool. In my Colorado mind, I was thinking, because we only have indoor pools here. Right. And I was like, how did a cow get inside? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what I was thinking too. Like, wait. And then I was even. Like, it's an outdoor pool. They're yeah. in Southeast Asia. It's warm. Like, right. You don't need an indoor pool. Yeah. And you also think with the American mind that, like, I mean, any outdoor pool here is, like, either. 
in, in, yeah, or a, yeah. A, a hotel or like a subdivision. I mean, uh, probably not in Colorado, but like, uh, or I guess there are some. There is one out in Falcon. I know that. They've got the one out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you think it's always fenced in. So, but that's kind of, that's kind of neat. That's a cool story. I mean, that's, that's so funny. <laughs> Cows just go wherever they want there. Yeah. Honest. Yeah. That's great. They're well, sitting at the bus stop. They're walking with you down the road. Yeah. They're anywhere. I also imagine just like the huge fat American cows and you're just like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they, I, I don't know, maybe they were, the I same, mean, yeah. the same. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I was they're just, cause I remember in, in Guatemala, they had they had cows, but they were like, you could see their hips, like, you know, and you're mm-hmm. just like, that's not a cow. That's like a Yeah, sick our cows cow. are pumped up. Right, right. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're roided up. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Not, that's what my thought is, is like, oh, that's just American cows, just a fan. Do, in, is that a culture where they don't eat cow, and so they just let them right. roam? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's, it's saying funny all the different parts in the world what are like the normal animals just to be roaming around right, yeah because in the u.s we have like bunnies yeah. yep. <laughs> so we don't cute. have like yeah we don't have any crazy animals we don't have straight dogs really we don't have oh yeah we're everywhere else in the world has straight dogs yeah yeah everywhere pretty much mm-hmm. they're always really cute and really hard for me not to pet wherever I go. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to pet them. Right? No, no, you don't. Spain is one of those places. Yeah. They have the cutest stray dogs. I don't know why. Because mutts are the cutest. But there it, was a dog yeah. when I was in Thailand. Literally looked just like my dog, and so I took pictures oh. of it. It's like the carbon oh. copy of my dog, but all the way in Thailand. That's crazy. I know, it's so cute. That's... <laughs> uh, That's anyways. Funny. Okay, so that. <laughs> that that is a really great story. Uh, you definitely should keep that one loaded for the future as you uh, meet people and you're like, let me tell you about a cow and an Olympic-sized swimming pool because that's great. And oh man, imagining man- managing that pool and having to be like, dang it, now we have to drain this thing right, and take like to years out. to Curing. fill it back up. When a kid poops in a pool though, it's I know, that's thing. true. But when it's an Olympic-sized pool, it's probably just a lap well, pool, right? Well, and they don't I mean, have a yeah. yeah, and they don't have a shallow end to like here, right. cow, nope. yeah, come, this way. come walk like, out. No, it's just bump. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine that like that like kind of. Like, yeah. It would like, not just be a. It would be a giant like splash. Big old splash. I know, but for some reason, just imagining it kind of like, right, just like popping right <laughs> in, just like. Anyway. Okay, so so there there's one story. You uh, I, I asked you to have another one prepared too. What um, what's what's the other story that you were uh, willing to share with us here um, today? It's more about learning about myself, I think, and just seeing that God can literally use anything. Mm-hmm. It was like the end of um, high school again, and I started just getting really weird about like who I knew and, like, what I was doing. And I was like, why do I care about what people think about me anymore mm-hmm. kind of deal. And um, so I just, I started, like, waving and saying hi to people randomly in the in the hallway, even if I didn't know them. Like, I would just be like, I've seen you before. What's up? Yeah. You know, or just, like, say their name from, like, across the way. I'm like, they probably think I'm crazy or just weird. So I was like, it doesn't matter. And sometimes <laughs> people do it back, and I'm like, yes. We should be friends. <laughs> but sometimes they wouldn't. I'd just be like, it's okay. I understand. Um, and I would just do it the whole year. And my friends were like, why do you do that? I was like, I don't know. I just, I don't care anymore. Like, I, not that I don't care, but I was like, people shouldn't 
just say hi to people they know. I feel like just say hi to anyone because we're all around here and we're all gonna, yeah, you know. Um, so I don't know, I just did that, and then around the time when I was saying goodbye to everybody, I was like, Who am I gonna say goodbye to? I've said hi to everybody, mm. so I was just like, What I don't should I say goodbye to them? Should I not? Should I hang out? I don't know. Mm. Um, and even the mission, the mission trip that I went on to, I got close to people, it felt like, but I. I never spoken them previous to that, mm. so it was weird. I didn't know it was like a really quick, the classic kind of TCK also uh, third culture kid or MK um, mentality of getting really close and then like saying goodbye to them or whatnot. Mm. Um, and I didn't know, and so I was kind of confused for a while. And then the week that we were like it was the last week of school, some people would come up to me and they'd be like you said hi to me, you waved, and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. What, you you remember that? Or, like, you yeah. actually like that? Like, you're the only person that said hi to me. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? That's crazy. I never knew that. And some people, I thought they were super famous, like, not famous, popular. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were, like, way more popular than me. They're like, they're, no, you're, you're the popular one. And you said hi to me, and I felt so, like, impacted by that. And I was like, that's crazy. And... Yeah. Some people even like graduation day came up to cry and me like you meant so much to me like even just saying hi and I was like what? Wow. I just like I was super confused and super like what just happened? Mm. And around the end of the um the end of like my time and I'm about to le- when I was about to leave there were some people that like there was our security guard that we would wave to. And they're like, oh, you're leaving. And they, like, they got all sad, too. And, like, you're the only people that say hi to us. And hmm. me and my family. And I was like, what? This is so crazy. And it just blew my mind how just the smallest of things can mean so much to some people. Hmm. And even I felt like I was just, like, giving up. But I was like, no, I guess I was kind of just being more me. Hmm. And, like, not caring about, like I said at the beginning, like, not caring about what people thought about me and just being like, mm-hmm. hey, what's up? You know, <laughs> from, like, far away, if, like, we're across the yeah. whole field and, like, shouting their name. Um, and I was like, no, that's that's me, actually. And mm. I guess it was the opening experience to see how even them saying that helped me more than it probably... Well, I can't say if it helped them more or whatever, but it True. just... It was a hand-in-hand thing kind of deal, and that was a crazy, crazy thing because sometimes it just doesn't happen that way, and they're just like, that was a freak, and I was like, eh, okay. (laughs) But um, no, God really does use the little things, and that impacted me a lot. Mm. That's really cool. That's a uh, a great testament to God using the little things, I think, in our, in our, daily lives that we don't think about yeah okay uh it just apparently we're 20 minutes in i didn't know that um (laughs) so yeah that's uh that's actually all the time that we have for today but hannah thank you so much for being willing to come by our studio closet and uh and and join us here today those those stories were both really great and i think um Anybody who's listening who wants to drop some encouragement for Hannah, please do. We'll send that on to her mm-hmm. um, as she's getting ready to head to Spain. And uh, yeah, we just we're we're super thankful that uh, um, we have this pool of people that we're able to 
to just uh, ask on a drop of a pin if they can come mm-hmm. by and, and uh, talk to our listeners about what's going on um, around the world and what God is doing. So thank you so much again for, for coming by. And um, for all of you who are listening, uh, don't forget that we are still in the midst of 31 Days for the Kingdom by Jeff Bozel. Uh, for those of you who haven't um, heard of that yet, it's a 31-day devotional that we are going through together in the month of January. Um, you can get that book at uh, on Amazon. A, there's a Kindle version for a couple bucks and a paperback version for 12. And um, if you uh, are interested in doing that and you've already missed the first 13 days or whatever of this year, uh, you can join a Facebook group that we have that's uh, 31 Days for the Kingdom 2020 that uh, you can go on there and Jeff has posted a video for every day. So as you're going through the book, uh, no matter what time of year it is or when you uh, find this, that uh, you'll still be able to go through that as if we were doing it all together. So um, thank you guys as always for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, We appreciate your support here for the Prepare for Impact team as uh, we get to uh, celebrate with Hannah as she's getting ready to go. Um, and be a short-term missionary with us and hopefully lifelong missionary after that. But we're just, you know, we're just hoping. Uh, We'll see what happens. Yeah, and we will see you guys on Monday for another episode of The Sip. Bye-bye.